Good morning to all of you. Good to see all of you. And also, good afternoon, good evening, if you're in, in, in another time zone. This morning's Dharma talk is titled, what's it titled? Observe, observe the cover up. So, through the sitting practice of meditation, we have slowly over time, you could say, developed or retrained our minds to observe what's arising rather than as soon as something arises, immediately have ideas, thoughts, opinions, uh, judgments, evaluations about it. So we never really see what's arising, whether it's in the mind stream or the life stream. We don't see it clearly. What do we see clearly? We see clearly that what we think is there. That's why it's so easy to jump to conclusions about everything. That's why there are wars. That's why there are uh, internal battles in living rooms and kitchens because people misunderstand each other so intensely. It's very, very difficult. So the idea there is not to take something and try to correct it based on right or wrong or should be or shouldn't be. The idea is to see clearly, see deeply what is arising so you know fundamentally what it is. If you realize your true nature, if you realize you're awakened, your original mind, your true mind, the mind that was here before you were even born. You know, don't believe me. You hear me say often, I'm not, I don't want belief. I don't need it. You don't need to believe anything, nor do I. But you could look at it. You could look at it rather than being entrained or hypnotized or engulfed by your emotional nature, your thinking nature, which are which have a relative reality to it. It is so intensely believable. It's just the propaganda of ego, of the self-centeredness, of the narcissism, of the, that one who wants to control everything, including our own mind, including our community, our children, our family, our nation. If you see what this is, all the warfare stops. And if a warfare does come up, you don't fight with it. You just look at the warfare. So a simple way of saying this or description of it would be you have an emotion, any kind of feeling that comes up. And if, it's, if it has no tail feathers, if it has no message behind it, if it has no thought balloons behind it, what it is, then what do we do? If it's a negative thing and it keeps persisting, we cannot stand to look at something without naming it. And as soon as you name something, you, I'm not saying it isn't helpful, but as soon as you name something, you stop looking at it because now you know what it is. It's what? Depression. Two dozen people all say, I'm depressed, but it's a different situation with each one of them. Some people might even have something that maybe you could call depression. It's a cover-up. It's a cover-up so you can't see what's there. And the whole medical community, not all of it, some of it, the whole all therapists, psychiatrists, and even Dharma teachers are trying to cover things up. Not all of them. Of course, not all of them. But there's enough there that people just want to fix everything. This is an incredibly vain and self-centered idea that you think that you can fix anything that you don't understand. You can repair anything. that you don't see clearly. You have to see it clearly. 
If you see it clearly, even then you don't have to fix it because then you the very the very nature of reality is not separate. So there, if you if you see it clearly, then it solves itself. It it comes together. You don't have to lift anything. You don't have to lift a finger. But if you don't see it, then it's just uh, turmoil and peace. Turmoil and peace. You're doing really well. Now everything sucks. I'm doing pretty good today, but yesterday was. That was terrible. And how do you solve that? How do you fundamentally work with it? Don't believe me, but you could consider what I'm saying. Just consider it. Say, hmm, let me see. No, maybe that when something arises and I immediately want to blame someone that triggered it or possibly even caused it, maybe they hit you with something, maybe they stole your car. Or maybe they're just their sour look on their face triggered something that you were suppressing, ignoring, holding down. The interesting thing about relative truth is it is relative. And so therefore, it's not ultimately true. Your ultimate nature can't be destroyed because it's unborn. Your true nature, the image is often used in this tradition, is unborn, unceasing with a nature like the sky. The sky is not something. Your consciousness, your awareness, your true nature is not a thing, has no ontological status or phenomenological status as an object or thing or something you can control, but it sure looks like it. This is called ego, and we protect it. And it's unreal. You don't have to get rid of the ego, you just have to see its unreality, and then it finds its own space in in the form of dependent origination or with all the other things that are rising in the mind stream, the life stream, your living room, or the stage play that we're all involved in. Cover up, it's a cover up. So it's not so much as uncovering it, it's more about seeing that you cover it up. If you watch when emotions, thoughts, feelings about anything arise, instead of receiving those exactly as they are, direct perception of what this is. But the interloper comes between there, a thought and ideas and convictions and beliefs and opinions and political parties, and stops you from seeing what is in front of you. And we all as human beings want so much to be safe. We, want, we, we don't want to be afraid. But we look for someone, some place that can save us, help us be safe. This is why you have people going so many different strange directions. <laughs> Just look in, the, look in Wikipedia and all the different ways that people, they're not wrong, they're relatively correct. They're actually doing what they need to do based on how they see it. They're trusting themselves, they're using their own judgment. But there's a, a, there's a relative freedom that can be gained through that. I'm not saying that you can't. Uh, go into say psychotherapy and deal with some things that childhood trauma and so on absolutely you can do that 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 may be enough for you you may not be ready for what we call a spiritual path where you transcend this world but without even leaving it body mind complex still having breakfast or not still going for a walk or not still being irritated by your neighbor's lawnmower or not but you are no longer a separate being it's not an experience Experiences come and they go. More relative truth. The 
ultimate truth has to be seen with your with your six sense fields you have to be able to receive what this is you might have to do it for years practice receiving practice receiving practice receiving until what you finally receive isn't anything at all there isn't anything to receive if you realize your true nature there's no one who who has awakened there's no one who is enlightened there's no one who is the buddha that's the only way you can accurately describe it without telling more lies, without adding to the confusion. Can't be described. Cover-ups could be as simple as uh, a, a, a negativity arising in your mind stream where you're starting to maybe be jealous of someone. And, and you might, because you're tired of that feeling, you, you might think, sure, there I go again. That there I go again is a cover-up. And that, that jealousy may retreat but it's going to go around the corner and wait for another opportunity to come back up the escalator of your mind. It's just going to come back. So the interesting thing about this is you don't have to stop covering up. That's also misunderstanding. You just have to be aware you're covering up. Do that. It's very difficult. I'm not saying it couldn't be done without mind training, without training your mind to see clearly. Unlikely, because the mind is so incredibly complicated, vast, and energetic in terms of its spinning. It would rather spinning. The very world or the very name of samsara, as opposed to nirvana, those are the polarities in Buddhism. Nirvana is peace. Samsara is warfare. The very nature of those, they're not separate. Not two different things. They sure the hell look like it. And it's such an intense, uh, it's so convincing that we will will fight, will hurt other people to protect our ideas and what we think and what, what should happen, what shouldn't happen. We'll make our children miserable by trying to control them based on our confusion that we're calling clarity. Whether we're calling, we know what we're doing and they don't because they're only eight years old. You need to pay attention to those eight-year-olds. You need to pay attention to uh, three-year-olds So those cover-ups can show up in just in slight happen, uh, occurrences that are in your mind when you have, when emotions come. We want we don't we 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 don't want to just fundamentally receive what is happening in the mind stream as it is the raw material, the raw rugged edges around the feeling that comes as fast as we can. We pounce on it. We come back in. Well, this can't be. That shouldn't be this way. Well, I, I'm not going to say that again. Well, if she says that to me again. That's the end of that. I will no longer be her friend. Or I mean, I'm just making up a bunch of things, but, but it, it happens. It happens to all of us. We, get, we actually mistreat the people we love. We mistreat them because we, we just don't know how to fundamentally receive the world as it is with the fancy words or compassion or love or consideration or just respect. Respect is enough. You don't have to love everything, but be respectful of people's confusion. Start with your own. Be respectful of your confusion. Don't, don't go in and try to cover it up or change it into something else or transform yourself into this wonderfully enlightened angel who's 
waiting on people hand and feet and deserves to be respected by everyone trying to get some kind of a fancy butterfly credential. So I'm not mocking or making fun of anybody who is helping people who has not who have not trained their minds and are just working to help people, but are also trying to get a credential to be someone who's helpful. There's nothing incorrect about it or wrong. It's just a lot of that energy goes into trying to appear a certain way. How do I look? Do I look helpful? I'm making fun of that a little bit, but it's like that. It's like a lot of energy goes into making sure that we look like it. Imagine if all that energy that was so self-important about how we appear. I'm not saying going the other way and say, well, I don't care uh, what anybody thinks. I do what I want. I'm a buffalo or something like that. That's also baloney or like sausage. So the awareness that you've trained yourself so you can see clearly what is occurring, you can actually see, you can actually witness uh, the way you abandon the truth, that which is arising. If it's arising, it's the truth. It may have a relative form, but it is dependent on everything else that came before in order to manifest as that. And if you interfere with that, if you bring your particular karma, the causes and conditions that give you your personality, your intelligence, your good looks, your bad looks, your bad breath, or whatever it may be, be coming up is dependently arisen. Don't argue. Don't argue with it. Don't fight it. Don't agree with it. And don't ignore it. And what, what would that leave? It wouldn't leave much. It would just leave awareness, just awareness, not someone who's aware. So cover-ups. I'm going to tell a quick story about uh, cover-up. That. Not that I don't have them, I have them every day. That's how I'm able to talk about this. You couldn't talk about this if I was somehow better. I'm the one who never covers anything up. Not going to happen. You don't have to improve. You don't have to get better. You don't need a report card. You need a report card, come and see me. I'll tell you how you're doing. I'd be happy to do that for you. What will I say? You're doing fine. <laughs> no, I might say, are you meditating? Well, not enough. I hear that from a lot of people. Unless they live in the monastery, and in which case they probably are meditating enough. So the story I had was many, many years ago, uh, 30 years ago, I had a, a business and I had a, an accountant. He was an accountant. He was a bookkeeper and, and a, a great guy. I love that guy. I still do, even though he's a cook. Uh, but he, he was embezzling from me. And since I'm very gullible, I'm probably more gullible today than I ever was, but I was pretty gullible then. It took me a while to get more gullible. And so but back then I was like, I'm walking to the car. And I was losing money in the business and he was working on that. And he, he's, he's ahead of me. He deliberately kind of got ahead of me coming from the, the accountant's office uh, who was supposed to be taking care of me. Uh, and and I, his wife was in the car and she, and she was off to one side and she picked up something off the dash and held it up and he could see that and he I could see his hand go, even though he's in front of him, I could see part of his hand go like this, like that, like as if to say, put that down. And, and it was my uh, bank statement. So he was he would never give me the bank statement. He would always um, fool with it using what's that QuickBooks or one of those other scams. Oh, whoops, sorry, I didn't say that. Strike that. 
you know, one of those other modalities for working with numbers in a sophisticated way using the internet. You're an accountant, isn't that? I mean, that, that, that is. Is that a scam? See, you corrected me. Did you correct me? No. So, but I, I, I could see something was wrong there, or something was up, but I, I, I did not want to know that he was, you know, I had a sense, it wasn't even conscious that he was embezzling, and he was, I found out later, but it was like, I, I just didn't want to see that. So I just, I just forgot, I deliberately ignored it rather than ignore it situationally. That was even more because I actually was, maybe I, what do you think? Do you think I wasn't paranoid enough or what do you guys think? Uh-huh, not thinking, you know? <laughs> Andrew's covering his face. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just saying, if you see the cover up, which to some extent that was happening there, but it wasn't complete enough because I, it was months later before I realized that he did embezzle a lot of money. And it, and it, it eventually got solved. And I'm not going to go any, into that anymore other than say that you, we have a tendency to, if something looks like it's, uh, something is wrong, rather, because it's, it's like some aspect of the mind is the fear rises up in the, the whatever that, what does that mean, nerve called? dangerosity nerve vagus nerve. vagus nerve is that what it is yeah so some kind of fear comes out of the unknown and so we, we rather than even look in the unknown we just want to shut down we want to distract or or think about where to where we're going to uh, get gas for our car or or we need to go get groceries so that we'll cover it up with other things very simple so that we don't have to look at anything that might disrupt uh, our life stream so let's have some questions if you have them. But help me help me develop this. Put, give me some questions that put me on the spot a little bit, if you will, please. Thank you. Sonia Bowen, so um, just to, using your example of the story, if something is a cover-up and we're not aware of it, how can we see that, Bowen? You, you might not see that one. But if you're training your mind, if you sit down, hold still, whether you're a Buddhist or not, I don't care. That's up to you. Buddhism is a, is a support for this. It's been going on for 2,500 years and more. But you don't have to be, you don't have to join something or believe in anything. I don't believe in anything, particularly, or disbelieve in anything. So you need to train the mind to see clearly how you do that. The way that I uh, recommend is sit down and look at the wall. Anyone who's looking on is going to, that's ridiculous. You're going to turn into a asparagus or something. You know, you're going to be a vegetable because you're not using your mind to think, 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 and evaluate and calculate and judge and, and cover up and cover up and cover up so that you, nothing ever hurts you. So looking at the mind uh, through watching the mind come and go, and come and, you're actually practicing watching something come and watching it go with no comment, no elaboration. It takes a long time to do this. Eventually, what uh, there is a there is a change. It's not it's not actually an event. There is a change in the consciousness in such a way that the, the identity or the self, the person who's afraid, the person who's grasping, 
that person who wants this, doesn't want that, and it judges this and evaluates this, evaluates this, blames this or blames that, on and on and on. I could go on for the next 10 minutes talking about those. That is, begins to be unreal. But before it seemed to be unreal, the progress or even you could say process of being more and more and more clear about your self-deception. That will arise over time. It takes a while and take quite a bit of time. The final understanding is just everything gets, uh, it's not even a, an occurrence. It's, it's the lack of occurrences. It's a lack of a single self. Even though there's still a person talking, person waving their hands around, there's no individuality as an identity anymore. So by training the mind to see clearly, what's the simple area, the training ground is just watching your thoughts come and go. Don't join, don't reject, don't go to sleep. And to watch how, how that occurs over long periods of time. Eventually, when you come out of your uh, what, social distancing by facing the wall or your uh, hibernation of, uh, of your everyday life, you come back out more and more, you're able to see clearly what is happening uh, an example I sometimes give is a person that maybe you've always, uh, you want something along the lines of progress. I can say it this way. There isn't actual progress, but maybe someone that you've always had difficulty with, maybe a, a, a brother, an in-law, or a neighbor, or someone that's just been difficult, uh, that you always you kind of want to get away from them because they're difficult to be around because of their particular, their confusion is, uh, is um, contagious. So you, you don't want to spend much time with them. They might not know that, but then maybe they even attack you occasionally or criticize you uh, instead of just wanting to either fight with them or run with run from them, get away from them. You begin to see deeply because you've been looking at your own mind stream. You begin to see deeply the, the suffering that that person is covering up by their anger, their aggression. That's how people do this. All the warfare you see, all the anger you see everywhere. These, these people are terrified. They're afraid of non-existence. They're afraid of death. Uh, and they, they would not admit that because they've covered it up with their own aggression or with their own judgments or judgments this direction. Sometimes if this gets too, too intense, we, the person actually ends their life because they think they're bad. Terrible misunderstanding. So you, so you look at the person and you see that you no longer, you might still have difficulty or uh, difficult feelings around that person. But you're also beginning to see through that situation. You see the, you actually start to sense the person's fear. You and and because of that uh, sympathy or compassion or maybe at least sympathy for that person arises rather than warfare against them. You sense that they're they're confused, and you sense that they're they protect themselves by their strong opinions. Well, I always always self this, and I always do this, and and I think this guy's terrible, and that guy's on and on, all the malarkey we hear all, all day long, on the news, everywhere. Constant cover-up, 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 everywhere. It's rare to find somebody who covers nothing up. And if you if you find someone who covers nothing up, you may not recognize them because they're just a, a true person of no status and nothing to protect. They're just, they're just here. They don't have any status. They have nothing to protect. They don't necessarily have to be a monk. But that's the Buddhist path as monks. Not other, not other paths are different. Buddhist monk is non-theistic. There's no deity up there judging anyone. There's no one here judging anyone, eventually. 
So you begin to see not only your own suffering, your own difficulty, but you begin to see that in others and begin to, even though someone is giving you a hard time instead of retaliating, war, you know, war arises, go to war. Like the, the totally, I wouldn't even give it the, the, I wouldn't even call it juvenile because juveniles have more intelligence than that. They at least limit it to the sandbox instead of taking it out and getting everybody else to go to war and kill each other. And you can't, you know, I don't know if you can these days, but you couldn't, when my father was killed in World War II and he was 26 years old, he couldn't just not do that in 1944. You'd be put in prison if you didn't go and help kill people. And of course, there's all kinds of politics that you can then say, well, uh, Hitler would have, uh, he was would have, and Mussolini, and of course, but because it's dependently risen. It's dependently risen and, and it takes, one person can't just take over the world. They have to have the cooperation of everyone else who's also confused. So back to the idea of making a little progress, you might begin to see that you're no longer having, you're having a difficulty, but you're also seeing the person's, the difficulty is the way they hide out from their fear. Hide out and the process of training your mind can be fearful. Because you start to get introduced to your own fear instead of covering it up. You decided, I'm going to see what this is. It takes a lot of bravery, a lot of guts to do something that everyone around you is saying, well, that's ridiculous. You know, sit and look at a wall. What are you doing that for? You would say, well, I'm trying to train my mind, you might say. Or one person I heard say this a long time ago when I asked him, said, well, it keeps me honest. Basically, he was saying with myself, not just with everyone else. John Bowen? Yes, John, go ahead. Uh, uh, yesterday in the uh, monks' training talks, uh, there was a good bit of discussion about the uh, first noble truth of suffering. What's the relationship between suffering and cover-up? Same thing. They're both uh, flags. More about that, please. One's a red flag, one's a blue flag. Same thing. It's just, it's the same thing. I mean, there's, there's differences, but seeing that as the same thing is going to be more helpful rather than try to go in with some kind of discursive thought and shave apart the thing conceptually so we have a conceptual display of what it is. And we, we could do that. You probably could do a better job of it than I could. But I have to say same thing because I'm, I'm, I'm interested in pointing directly at what this is and not if somebody's ready to see this, then I want you to see it. I don't necessarily want anyone to go some kind of roundabout path, uh, you know, memorizing the, the Abhidharma. So in your example that you gave um, of the, um, your bookkeeper, um, was there a, a fear element there? Was there a suffering element there already before the cover-up? Yes. And how did that, how can you tell? In other words, you know, now it's retrospective, you know, because this occurred 30 years ago. At the time, sort of in line with Uno's question, you know, how might that show up? It might not. I, I was meditating then and it didn't show up. So there's no, no guarantee of anything. It may not show up. Yeah. I was using that as an example that for me, 
I showed up, there's probably lots of other ways that I'm ignoring things. Well, you haven't cornered the market on that one. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> Further questions? Confusion or difficulty shows up, and we we abandoned the receiving that for what it means, what it should have been, who did it, what, why, 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 what. So yes, it's possible to receive it directly. It's called suffering. It's the first noble truth of the Buddha. Life is suffering. If you avoid that, um, some people say, well, Buddhism is nihilistic. No, it's not. It's just the truth. Life is suffering. We have nerve endings. Suffering all the time. Don't do anything. And so when you're looking to use my hands, I'll say, uh, here's, here's what's arising spontaneously just in your mind stream. I'm sure you've all noticed that you can, it's sometimes called daydreaming. Just things start to flow back and forth. Just, uh, just observe that. What happens if something gets difficult, then, uh, then we generate, because of the nature of thinking, the nature of thought, we generate um, and add to it. We generate thoughts out of the very nature of consciousness. Consciousness is very pliable. There's no, um, even though we, we use concepts and ideas and numbers and clocks and everything to control what's happening around us, fundamentally there is, from the point of view of consciousness, uh, time and space in the relative sense uh, are not there. They exist. There's no time there. Like in a dream, and so do nothing with it other than just watch what happens. Because if you add something to it, then you lock down on that, and you give it, you validate the suffering, the difficulty, the suffering, by pushing it. You validate it by explaining it. You validate it by looking away or distracting yourself. More. Yes. Um, so sometimes. My addiction to helping, which you know about. Um, yeah, you still, still have that addiction have to that. helping people. Oh my gosh, I don't know how to help you there. <laughs> <laughs> so I say I'm talking to a teenager. Yes. And they're laying out their suffering, and I start to get confused. Yeah. And I guess that's part of the reason for my question. When I notice that I'm confused, yes. what do I do? And you say, just stop it. Stop. I said, I, I so, said, don't do anything, is what I say. You did. You said, don't do, yes. Thank you. No. Correct. So. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, that person is there asking me for help. Yes. What's your question? What do I do with that? Just, just listen to them. You don't have to say, I can't help you. You don't say, you don't have to say anything. I'm just, people want to be heard. I want, I want someone to receive what they're saying. And they, they may also say, well, you're just going to sit there and you're going to help me? And they say, say you know, whatever, it would, it would be situational. If this person is 17 years old, or if this person is 12 years old, or if the, the, the dynamic that they're bringing to you, uh, it's not just, just that, um, that um, discrete situation. It's everything about them that you know everything shows up and you may say any number of things there's no protocol there's no standard for it uh there's no standard for anything we use standards so we feel safe laws rules precepts ethics all that is is to feel safe because fundamentally you can't you can't control you can't control dependent origination and you can't and no matter what you do you cannot do that if you think you can then okay 
won't agree with you, but I won't necessarily fight with you all either because you need to see it yourself. I can't convince you of it. So what arises of that person, you have a, um, a particular person, they look a certain way, they're sitting a certain way, receive, receive all of that. The ego mind doesn't want to do that because it confuses the, because the receive, seeing, receive smell, receive taste, receive your own saliva, receive, receive everything. Receive your, the, the pressure of your of butt and the chair. Gravity, don't ignore gravity. As I say, I've said hundreds of times, it's not ignoring you. That's a good thing for you to be floating around in the clouds. So receive who is there, what is there. And then, and then you can actually say, I, I don't know. If they say, can you help me? And if nothing arises, tell them. Be, be sincere, be honest with them. Say, I don't know how to help you. But you also might say that and as soon as you say that then they'll receive that because it's always mutual then they'll receive that and then they then then they might ask you a direct question about something because they see that you're not really telling them anything you're not telling them to straighten up you're not interacting with them you're there with their confusion but you're not you're also not embroiled in it on that with the idea of i gotta fix them or i gotta do something or panicking about it or i gotta show up as a, a nurse or a therapist or anything you're actually there with them. So you're actually, you're as vulnerable as they are. If you're not as vulnerable as they are, you're just operating out of a credential. You have to be with the person you're helping. And that, that can be difficult because we feel helpless. What is helpless? The truth. It's the truth. So out of that, though, some relative situation may arise. They might continue to say something else about the situation that you might say, I'm just going to make something up. Maybe it's something to do with their father or their mother or their brother or something in school. There might be something show up eventually where you can say, well, can't you separate yourself from that situation? Or, you know, you might be able to make some kind of a suggestion like that if you're following me a little bit. So, but, but hold back before you jump in, get as, let us receive as much as, as, as is happening there, including the color of the shirt they're wearing, not, not, Oh, it's a blue shirt, not the concept, but just a feeling of blueness. A feeling with all of the senses are intelligent. The sense of seeing does not think in the, in the sense, in the, in the way that the, the visual consciousness doesn't think in the way that mental, uh, the, the, the sixth consciousness or the thinking process does. But it does understand. It, it has an aspect of consciousness that is tied in with receiving what looks like a distant object. And there's an intelligence there that gets interfered with constantly by the thinking process. Well, this can't be right. Well, that doesn't look good. It's interfered with. Same way with all the sense fields it happens in that way. They're fundamentally not separate. So trust, trust your, when I say trust, I'm not saying believe in anything. I'm not saying trust your thoughts, but trust the space in which your perceptions occur rather than the perceptions themselves. Perceptions themselves are a pack of lies. They have a relative truth to them. So there's, there's something to that. So we can't, can't ignore that, but we have to see as big a picture as we can, which means feeling like we don't know what's happening. More? That's very helpful. I'm, I'm recognizing that when I recently got in trouble, someone ended up saying, you can't help me, and kind of ended the phone call. Uh -huh. Because I was in the presence of my other confusion it had nothing to do with that person, and I didn't. Well said. Because he was on the phone. Yeah, it's a disembodied voice. Yeah. 
you know, texts are very, very difficult, and phone, phone is, uh, gives the impression that, as a, and even, even the Zoom uh, has its limitation because actually sitting with someone in their presence is powerful. You know, it, it just, it just, it changes without you even doing anything. It just changes your, the way you think about everything. It changes your preconceptions, changes your ideas. You're actually with that person. Just another human being has a heartbeat. You're with them. And all of the agendas just go just go by the wayside and you start to hear that person's voice you hear their their request for help and you receive it the most important thing to do is to receive not to produce if you really truly honestly receive your world completely all the time all the time then anything you produce as far as ideas opinions judgments or activity or whatever you do will come out of a powerful reception a powerful all-pervasive panoramic or even environmental awareness of everything. It won't be like you catch everything and you know exactly what's happening in every dark corner, but it's, it's all pervasive. It's, uh, it's called a Vipassana, it's panoramic awareness. It's a kind of awareness that begins to arise spontaneously out of Shukandaza or out of training their mind to see clearly. It takes a long time. More? Shoka. Shoka what is vulnerability that isn't a cover up? It's, it's the vulnerability, it's actual vulnerability, you won't have a name for it. As soon as you call it vulnerability, you've named it, you've started to recede away from the feeling that, of, of that into some idea about it. And what are the, the offshoots from that or blame who, who's making you feel vulnerable, why they're making you feel vulnerable, how I was treated when I was 12 years old, and on and on and on to all the different, um, just a, a constant commentary, uh, elaborations on everything rather than actually feel what the word vulnerability was covering up. Because vulner just the word vulnerability, just the word fear. Any concept is the fifth skanda or fourth skanda, way of the way that the Buddhism breaks down the, the mind stream, the identity of the mind stream and the body, body speech, mind is a form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. When those when that area is, is starts to come together and form a being or self, then it protects itself. So when that when that protection is not working, that would be the first part of the vulnerability. But then when the, on the spiritual path, if you begin to realize that I can do this, I can actually receive this, I can actually allow what I'm calling vulnerability by by seeing behind what's right behind that vulnerability. You might have to sit and look at the wall for a few more years. How many years have you been looking at the wall? Sixteen. How many? Sixteen. It's not enough. <laughs> when I say that, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can, you, you might be able to see this without meditating. I've yet to meet anyone who's done that. I think there are a few. When So I think earlier you talked about uh, sitting in front of somebody with vulnerability. So how do we do that when the vulnerability is more about protection than actual vulnerability? So, paint a better better picture here for me. What what's the situation again? Uh, who's the one who's vulnerable? And who is it? You're sitting in front of somebody. They're vulnerable. You're vulnerable. Sure. If I'm sitting in front of somebody, how can I endeavor to be truly vulnerable rather than just going into some kind of idea of protection? Just look at the protection. Don't get rid of the protection because it will go underground and it'll it'll masquerade as oh this isn't protection this is just 
I really need this kind of safety. Don't protect anything. Nothing. No, if you find out what this is, you'll see that nothing is threatened. You can't threaten what this. Is. If you find out what your true nature, it can't be threatened. Why? Because it's not just a human form. It's it's consciousness itself. And it and it 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 uh, as a, it's a, it's unborn. It's uh, anything that's born comes into existence as a lifespan. It'll be here so long, and then it's going down. Human form. Death comes without warning, or maybe a little bit of warning. Yeah. A question from Chris Smith. What if you are aware of the cover-up but still do it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Good question. It doesn't matter. Just watch the cover-up. If you start trying to not cover up, which is the impulse to do that, you, you might have some relative success, but it'll be just that. It'll be situational. You'll always be trying to get better. So just watch the cover. It's embarrassing to watch yourself uh, be disingenuous or, or watch yourself deception without wanting to go in and change it. It's embarrassing. More? He has a follow-up question. How does one not go crazy? Go crazy. <laughs> Go crazy. See that you're crazy. In Buddhism, in the Tibetan traditions, uh, wisdom is even called crazy wisdom because it doesn't follow through the, the, the line of the, it doesn't look like it's uh, relatively sane. Go crazy, but you might want to train your mind as you're doing that. If you don't have a teacher, you should find one or not, or do it on your own. A little risky. Because if you, if you do have diff great difficulty and you haven't, you don't have someone who's worked with a mind, then what is your alternative? That's not wrong. You might find a psychiatrist that really can help you. But chances are they're going to prescribe drugs for you to cover up the symptoms. I don't know if there's a drug, although sometimes there is claimed you know, that uh, uh, ecstasy. If you have a therapist there, what's that called? Um, that kind of uh, psychedelic. Uh, psychedelic therapy they give you it's what timothy leary was saying way back in the in the day 50 60 years ago that you know you should drop acid and you should do this and this will somehow liberate you or help you and it does loosen things up but it doesn't won't do it for you because it's just, you're just seeing how crazy everything is i know i've taken those drugs i know about them question from navid in iran navid is smoking a form of covering up? I think so, to some extent. It's just, uh, if you're talking about just smoking cigarettes or smoking weed or whatever, of course, either one is going to be covering something up. And this doesn't mean you should go the other way and just stop doing anything. It might be a, about awareness practices. It would be dependently arisen, so it would depend on how much time you're actually spending uh, training your mind to see clearly. So I'm not, in the context of the question, I'd have to look, talk to you more about it. Or, but yes, it's a cover-up. Just my hand moving like this is a cover-up. As long as there's a human form, there's going to be cover-ups. It's not about getting rid of it. It's not about improving or getting better. It's about seeing what this is so that you can fundamentally stop going to war with yourself or with anyone. You might even, with permission of other people, you might be able to help them train their minds so they also can uh, 
face death without fear. Because that's what we're basically afraid of. A question from Jeremy in Portland. Yes. If seeing the covering up causes impedance in our lives and our well-being, what do you recommend? Just continue to look at it. It's a practice. So you see it. Sometimes you might see it more clearly. Sometimes you might see the confusion or the cover-up more clearly. And sometimes the it might might the very confusion itself might look like clarity. It, it takes a lot of practice. And I'm very, oh, what I, you think you're right, what is that called? Confident? No, no, that's, that's not it, no. What is that other one? Uh, what is that when you think you're right? No, confidence is neither right nor wrong. You're not going to help me with this? Biased. Huh? Biased. Who said that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the question? Um, if seeing the covering up causes impedance in our lives and our well-being, what do you recommend? So certainly, continue, just continue to look at that. that. That's quite a statement right there. You can say, I'm covering things up, but it's causing more grief or distress, that's a powerful message for you. And I, I don't know you personally, and uh, what state is uh, Jeremy's in Portland. Portland. I think we've talked years ago, I think I'm remembering from Jeremy. And uh, yeah, more, more sitting practice, I would say. Interaction with, uh, and I'm not trying to make anybody into a Buddhist. If, you're, if you need to be a Buddhist, no, I won't be able to stop you. I'm not trying to convince you of anything, you might need some kind of a form. You might need to have a teacher like you're talking to me right now, and that's what I am as a Dharma teacher. You might need a, a teaching, you might need to study the concepts that are behind this 2,500-year-old tradition, and you might need a community, other people who are trying to train their minds so they can not be um, crazy and confused and, and fearful of life. So, so I would say just continue to, the way it sounds, Nothing to fix, nothing to repair, nothing to change, nothing to fix. Continue to return to the wall, sit down, hold still, watch what moves, sit in a symmetrical posture and just receive, just receive and uh, realize your true nature. Don't, don't settle for anything. Don't settle for halfway ideas about anything. A question from Esther. Esther. What is your advice on how to respond when you are sensing a great deal of cover-up in someone you are communicating with, and this disrupts honest connection and causes me distress. There again, it's very situational and have to know more about the whole situation to give you any direct uh, advice. But the general recommendation on that is uh, uh, talk to them less. When you do, uh, just notice what's happening. And if it gets, if it gives, starting to give you distress, this is not going to be helpful to do then to stay with that situation. Talk to them a little bit, and if it starts to get distressful, then, uh, then go somewhere else. You got something else to do. Got to get going. That kind of thing. Don't don't overdose on on somebody else's uh, uh, negativity and, and cover ups and everything. Don't do a little bit so that you're there. You haven't abandoned them, uh, you know, immediately, but 
don't stay with it too much. It's, it's very situational. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming up, uh, Esther, knowing you a little bit, I'm not, I'm not coming up with exactly what, how, what I would say to you further. If I knew more about it, perhaps, maybe I'd say the same thing. But other questions? Tom Bowing, is there a way to know whether you're seeing clearly or just covering things up in a way that looks like clarity? Um, yes, you, you, you train your mind until you see the truth. And when you see the truth, you, there's no one seeing it. And there's actually no truth to be seen. That's, that's the ultimate idea. But the path leading to that is full of ups and downs and different sides of the mountain and sinkholes and branches hitting you in the eye. And to use those kinds of metaphors, just do it anyway. But you only have so much life. You don't know if you can do this, do this human being trip again. You don't know if you'd even want to do it. It's pretty difficult, even for those who are the silver spoon people. But you might not want to, but here you are. You actually have, as it said in uh, Four Reminders, uh, about to, talks about this precious human birth, free and well-favored. Precious human, a, you can't make this happen. Uh, like you can't say, well, I think I'm going to be a human being again, but this time I'm going to be born uh, in, uh, in uh, Hawaii. And I'm going to be born in the 14th century, because I think I'm going to probably pretty because the time is that's our idea of time that's that's our relative physical idea of time there's no time don't believe me that doesn't work but you could reflect on it a little bit so just just observe that find a way to get yourself to so you can intensify uh, sit, sitting meditation, sitting practice of meditation is, is sometimes called voluntary suffering. You're volunteering to sit down and be, what, bored, uh, be irritated, uh, look at the confusion in your mind stream over and over and over again. And there are particular ways to work with that, and they're very, very simple, very radical, very minimalist, and that's why they work. Augie <clears throat> Bowing. What am I? What am I covering up when uh, when I can see my wife, for example, is uh, anxious, depressed, maybe uh, sad, and I've been listening mostly. But then uh, she mentions a news story about uh, bad things coming with pharmacies or pharmacists, whatever. Yes. And my knee-jerk reaction is to th say, "Well, you know, we've been having pretty good luck. We've been getting our medicines." And yeah. then I can see right away the look on her face is just, uh, it's like she's, she's almost hurt by it. No. What, what am I covering up when I react like that? Um, <laughs> you're, you're, what you're covering up is, uh, is what's coming from her with your own reaction to it. You already know this. She says something and she's saying things that are, she's describing the negativity and you're coming back with, well, at least with sun's out, uh, you know, at least, uh, we have our health, at least nobody's stolen our house, at least, at least, at least, you're coming back. And that's aggravating to her. I'm just speaking on her behalf uh, because you're, you're not really relating to her what she's expressing. So just receive, uh, to give you some kind of an idea, just, just listen, just receive it, listen to it. And then, then if she wants a response from you, uh, she'll tell you 
she'll let you know rather than try to stop or cover up her confusion with your uh, well wishes. Does it make a little sense? On, or maybe I'm miss, missing the point altogether. Well, it, it, Augie Bowen, yes, it does make sense, but I'm wondering if there's a, a, a cover-up angle. Is it my fear of things getting actually getting bad or my fear of her getting worse that I'm covering up? All of the, all of the below. All of them. A little bit of everything, but you, you don't have to I, I do an itemization of it. Just just observe the cover-up. Just observe what you're doing. You don't even have to stop doing that if you really see clearly what it is. It will it will sidestep itself because if you see clearly what it is, it's extra, and it, it will not, it only gets its support from being ignored or believed or disbelieved. Ignore, believe, disbelieve. Those three are the uh, fancy name for the three uh, poisons: passion, aggression, and ignorance. So just receive. Receive, listen, when you listen to her, listen to uh, her, the sound of her voice, uh, what, what, what she's wearing, uh, how, her, how she's uh, leaning against the table or uh, sound in the street, uh, taste of your own saliva. Receive, receive. It's a practice. It's, it's, a, it's a practice. It's not a conclusion. It's an open dimension. If I, if I could continue, my reaction was to feel bad about it, that she was hurt. And I thought, what's, and I, and I thought, what's the teaching here? What are, what's going on? Receive the bad feeling. Re re just, just, just feel bad. Well, the, the thought that occurred to me was, oh, be the, go ahead and be the crap. I don't want to be, I don't want to be like that, but I was. And so I should just, I can just be that, damn it. I was, I didn't listen, I was, this or you could even fancier, you could stop not being it. Does that work? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. My next reaction was, uh, but, but what about, about the intention? The intention to put others before myself, her, yes. for example. I didn't act out on that intention. Uh, so I don't want to be the crap, which is going against the intention. I want to go with the intention. But, I, and then I thought, oh, accept. I should accept that I, and then I thought, no, we're not supposed to accept. So, so I was. It, it's, um, less is better. You don't have to accept anything. You don't have to reject anything. You don't have to ignore anything. Passion, aggression, and ignorance. Those are the three things that trip us up all the time, all day long. And just don't do anything with it. It feels kind of helpless, but, but you're endeavoring to, to intend to just be with all things, which is a, one of the three pure precepts. Be with all things. Put others before yourself. It's hard to do that, especially if the person is flooding, flooding you with lots of confusion or complaints or irritation about the news or anything. Just, just listen. Hard to do. Watch CNN and practice. <laughs> no. Is Augie yeah, Bowing is neutral? Uh, the right attitude, or is that kind of off as well? Neutral is based on oppositions. Actual balance or equilibrium has no has no uh, has no otherness to it, uh, other than it's out of balance or something. So, fundamental equilibrium is is not two things that are balanced, particularly. 
You, you can't accomplish that. But you can stop disturbing it by watching the disturbance. That, that almost sounds like indifference. Indifference isn't quite right either, is it, Howie? Nope. That's, that's looking away, isn't it? Yeah, and difference is trying to just get out of the whole thing. No, there needs to be, when I say there needs to be, based on what we're talking about, needs to be, you need to receive everything and everyone as they are. And this is, this is why this is a, comes close to talk about, talking about the pain of the composite. People are suffering everywhere, not just us or in our different ways, but just everywhere. The people who are suffering sometimes with great intensity is covered up, covering it up by aggression, as I said earlier. You have the opportunity, you could say, to just just be with your with your with your wife, just whatever she's saying. This doesn't mean that you might not engage in conversation going this way or that way. Of course, could happen some, but receiving is good. Then, if you do produce anything, it comes out of a, a lot of clarity around what's showing up with her, your environment, and your own mind stream. Quite often, we we ignore what's happening with our body to disembody into some kind of a thought bubble that we're going to dump on somebody rather than just be you have hands you have elbows so does she human being you're right there with her i presume in the same room you're talking about she's telling you what the news has been saying just receive further questions any questions? certainly any, any further questions? kevin go ahead yes what what, what's the contrast or, or, or difference between abandoning difficulty for the sunny side of the street kind of thing versus uh, gratitude, bowing? <clears throat> abandoning difficulty for the sunny side of the street is, a, is just a stylized kind of ignorance. And gratitude is, gratitude is something you, you intend, you give. You, you, gratitude is a production that comes out of a deep appreciation of your life as a as a being, uh, as a as, as just an incredible gift that we've been given uh, to see how to work with confusion, how to work with it, not just how to fix things or how to do it better or how to train ourselves to be less this or more that. So, but you know, the, the sunny side of the street is just a, a an artificial kind of optimism. It's not that there that couldn't be. You know, just like Trunk Rinpoche would say, uh, you know, when he would be around all of his gloomy students, he would say, uh, cheer up. <laughs> or he would say his, his only one word, one word uh, talk was uh, smile. <laughs> well, he was just in the midst of the situation, you could actually generate some appreciation and some kindness uh, for, for yourself, for your own dilemma, your own uh, mind stream that tends to get rough around the edges or be seem to be out of balance and that of others. As, uh, as His Holiness Dalai Lama said, uh, I think he was asked about something to describe uh, Buddhism and he would say, he said something like kindness. Maybe somebody can tell me what he actually said. But something like just friendliness or being kind to people. Got kind to yourself and kind to others, no matter what was happening with them as much as you can. Any further questions? Another question from Chris Smith. Yes. For myself, I feel it's environmental for me to not lose myself. I feel it's biological. 
Any advice before finding a teacher or place? Yeah, well, I have, yeah, I have some advice. Uh, don't look for a teacher. Don't find a teacher. Don't go through the yellow pages and don't uh, don't go through. Uh, don't even listen to me. Don't don't search. No search. That's a, that's, if you don't uh, if you don't follow me, you can ask a further question. I say, don't look for it. Another question from Jeremy, who says he's Sunny's husband. I knew who he was. I just wasn't going to mention her name. Is there an opposite polarity to suffering in life? So the opposite would be liberation uh, from suffering. And uh, the, the, the way this is taught in the, in, in the, the Buddha Dharma, the ultimate understanding of this is that suffering over here and liberation or clarity or enlightenment arise together. You don't, you don't leave confusion behind, even though they're polarized, just like life and death are two names for the same thing. But as human beings, we think you gotta stay alive. Not that you don't, but they're not, they're not two different things. They're separated by what? By our concepts or ideas. And of course, the, the body-mind complex that arises the lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. So that polarity, but enlightenment or clarity or realization or freedom, there's lots of words for that, and uh, suffering are not separate. So to, if you realize that, you realize there's, there's, there's nowhere to go. There's, there's, there's not, there isn't anything else. The fundamental teaching in, the, in this tradition is everything is empty of other means there isn't anything else. It's an incredible illusion. This doesn't mean that I'm not over here and you guys are over there and, and we're gonna go different directions at some point. There is separations everywhere. That's why it's so difficult because we are so attached to our physical form. And so, but the physical form is not the spiritual path in, in, in any tradition, not just Buddhism. It's a different way of working with it in other, other ones where you have to have some kind of deity or somebody you've got to worship. You don't have to worship anything here. Go ahead. A follow-up from Chris, who had asked about finding a teacher. Yes. Is the answer, I'm here? You mean for me to say I'm here? <laughs> Gosh, do you think he really like me to be his teacher? Don't do it. I'm serious when I say it. Don't do anything unless you have to including look for a teacher, but you're asking the question. So I, I don't know what you've been doing. I don't know how old you are. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know how long you've been studying Buddhism. I don't know how much you meditate. There's too many variables, but my my based on not knowing anything, I would say don't do anything unless you have to include including find a teacher. You're already studying Buddhism. You're already tuning in here. So I'm not telling you to go away, but I would say go slow. Go slow. Don't believe in anything I say. You, should, you could consider it, but it's not belief. This is what happens. As soon as you believe something, this is what happens to your, your intelligence, your insight. Everything drops because now you rely on your belief in something. You don't have to look at actually what it is because it can change at any moment into something else. Don't, don't rely on anything. You get your own, uh, as Kobanchina Roshi, my Zen master, said, 
once a long time ago. Get your own authority. This doesn't mean believe your thoughts. What does it mean? I didn't get this from him, but my understanding is trust the space in which things occur. Space is completely trustworthy. You're that space. It's like trusting the sky, not the clouds. The clouds are coming and going. Big ones, little ones, dark ones, light ones, sunlit ones. And no one of those. Another question from Esther. She Esther. is, this is about Augie's um, question. Yes. So this is my exact habit with my mom. Is there something besides enabling an endless stream of negativity or reacting to it by rejecting it with at least this or that BS? Just listen. Just listen. Uh, I, I, you can limit the time because it can be stressful to just receive a lot of uh, uh, bologna sandwiches. You know, over and over, people's constant looking for some kind of, and they'll, they'll want to engage you so that you, it's called a conversation. I don't, I have conversations, but not many of them. Most of them are, are with the, when you, and those aren't very comfortable, are they? You don't want to live with a teacher. So I would just say, just receive, just receive, be kind to them, receive. And, but, but don't overload on it. Say, you can even think of ahead of time, you're going to listen to her or him or them for maybe 10, 12 minutes or something. And then and if I do have difficulty with it, then I'm going to move on or have something else I got to do. Whoops, got to get going. You might say, uh, that's not being genuine. I'm afraid it is being genuine. Totally genuine. You're relating to the situation as it is. You're not going to be able to help that person if you overdose on their negativity with the idea of getting a pat on the back by how wonderful you are. So just receive and then and listen to them. Listen to how they're doing, what they're talking about. Participate a little bit and say something, but don't object, don't agree, don't do anything with it. And, and uh, over time, that will, because of your relationship, you're fundamentally not separate from anyone. Because on your end of the relationship, you've ju you're just going to receive. You're just going to, it's a fundamental kind of generosity. It is generosity. You're actually giving someone your attention. You're going to listen. You're going to receive their an incredible gift of their insanity or their craziness or their wisdom mind or their Buddha nature. You, you meet their, when you meet someone where they're at, you will see their wisdom mind and their craziness at the same time. But it might not be the first year. The second year might be a while. And of course, if it's your mom or if it's somebody you're really close to and that raised you, and so it might might take a while for some of that to break down. They might eventually say, "So you just listen. You're not really saying anything." Say, no, then you can come back and say, "I'm listening to you." And you could even, if it shows up like that, you can say, uh, "You can tell them what they just said." No, I'm listening. You said that that uh, these people over there were this and this and this, and you went around different directions. And then they might say, well, well, what do you think about that? I don't know. Sounds kind of confusing. So you could actually, you know, you could actually interact with them on a very minimal basis so that, so that you're, you're there, you're in the room and you're listening. They might really appreciate you listening rather than arguing with them. Or even though some of the things they're saying might be distressing <clears throat> these days, a lot of things people say are distressing. 
So, further questions? Yu Hongbaoying. How to work on gratitude without covering up? Bye. So be a little bit more specific, how to work on gratitude without covering up, did you say? Okay, give me, give me a get, let me get into that a little bit more personally. How, how is that showing up for you? Is it gratitude towards your parents, towards your children? How, how's it showing up? Yu um, Hongbaoying, I'm just curious in general gratitude. Uh, a lot of times when I feel I'm very, uh, have strong feelings and try to get rid of something, I tune into gravity and gratitude. At the same time, I'm very aware, but still sort of with cover up how I can work on that. So we can talk about it more um, at some point. Thank you. You can talk about it more at some point, but one of the one of the um, kind of a slogan that sometimes uh, people I ha uh, recommend that people say is, is to say, th you might have heard this before because it's come up a few times. Thank you very much. Just speaking to everything. Thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. Even though you're in the middle of difficulty or frustration or antagonism between yourself and others, you just, you just change your attitude uh, just deliberately. Thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. Even though you don't particularly feel gratitude, you don't particularly, uh, you, you do have some complaints, but you're just, you have a, a deep understanding of the confusion that's going on and you are, you are going to change your intention. You're going to change your intention from oh, like this, I don't feel, I don't appreciate this, I don't want this to happen, all the confusion that shows up. <clears throat> Very difficult to do this unless there's a strong uh, basis of uh, awareness practice or meditation. Very hard to do that, but it will open up as a, uh, I think it would help soften things up. Then again, uh, giving everything your attention, including the color of the car carpeting, uh, the your body temperature, how your clothes feel, and how, what is happening in front of you in terms of your children or your, uh, your uh, mother and father, your husband, and so on. Like Just receive as much as you can. Give it your attention. And when you give it your attention, then whatever's showing up, receive it without comment, particularly. Everything is a, a gift in that sense. I'm not being trying to be romantic about it, but it, it, it is. We, we, because we're just expect this every morning when we get up and we just take for granted everything. Thank you, Fallon. Thank you. Is it time for other things to happen? Okay, you can dedicate the merit. Thank you so much. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Sattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna Paramita. 
Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery. Our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is in happy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.